All right. Hey, everyone. How you doing? I'm Sergio from the Dodgeball Podcast International Series. And here with me, I have. I'm Vicky. Uh, I play for Scotland and I'm kind of from Southampton. Kind of from Southampton. That's a good start, right? Well, it's yeah, like... I'm born in Bedford, but then like I've, I've moved around a couple of times and I've lived here long enough. That I guess I'm from here. <laughs> Fair enough. So you've never lived in Scotland? No. Oh, I've visited there a lot for training, but I've never actually lived there. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that explains a lot of my curiosities. Uh, <laughs> so be- before we uh, start this, um, I wanted to let the viewers know I was actually, I'm actually a big fan of Vicky's. Um, she was actually one of my favorite uh, female, play- female players out in the UK. And um, I know you probably heard me say this in several episodes when I talked to some of my closest friends out there. But I always have this phrase where I say, I like to have my dogs on my side. I like to have people who are ride or die, very courageous, just doesn't, do not back down. And this is the definition when it comes to Vicky Barclay. So let's uh, get some of the preliminaries out of the way because um, I've ranted a- enough about you for now. Um, <laughs> what team do you currently play for? I play for Wessex Wolves. Oh, oh, oh. You have to do the howl if you're in the pack. It's one of the rules. Wait, what was one of the rules? You have to howl. Like, you know, when you have like your little team huddle and you're like, yeah, three, two, one, wolves. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> I'm definitely tag- tagging the, the wolves in this post for sure. Uh, <laughs> and you already mentioned it before. You, uh, you play for Scotland? Yeah. I haven't played for them, well, for a while, but I'm hoping to get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you guys, are, to make it feel, if it makes you feel better, you guys are a lot closer than we are here in the States to playing. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I heard. We're already, I've already done like, what, four competitions recently? Wow. You didn't have to brag, Vicky. I'm just. <laughs> it's a flex, all right? It's a flex. I got a flex. Yeah, you see, this is what I mean. You got to have your dogs on your side, man. She is not <laughs> afraid to flex on you. Um <laughs> So let's get into it. Uh, what's your jersey number for Wessex and Scotland, and why did you pick them? So um, my number for both is 22. Um, so I really like the number two. It's like my lucky number. And then when I joined Scotland, they are already like real big dogs on the team. So I was like, <laughs> right, what, what's the lowest number I can get? And they were like, oh, well, we've got like 10. And I was like, eh, nah. And they're like, oh, we've got 22. And I was like, oh, my God, that's my number. That's my favorite number. Twice win. <laughs> um, and then at the time, I played for Winchester. So that was my uni team. And um, we'd only just started giving numbers. And I was the captain at the time. So I was like, well, obviously, I'm going to be 22. And it's just kind of stuck with me since then. No catchy. <laughs> so why 22 and not two when you said your favorite number is two? Well, because someone had already taken two and like they'd only just joined the squad. So they weren't going to give that up anytime soon. And I felt too scared to approach them to say, hi, I want your number because that might come across like I want their mobile number. Um, (laughs) Sorry, a territory I wanted to go in with. Yeah, um, fair enough. Um, Yeah, no, that's that's perfectly fine. Except for the lie that you said that you're actually afraid to approach people. That's beside the point. I don't think you have any fear in your body, but that's just me talking. <laughs> yeah, dodgeball's changed me, man. Dodgeball's changed me. <laughs> so dodgeball has instilled a sense of fear in you. 
no it's taken all fear out like honestly when I was at school I was like really hyperactive and like friendly but I wouldn't say that I was as fearless as I am now or should I say cocky you know however you want to put that I mean uh, some people would probably say that's cocky but I always say from a mental aspect it's okay to be cocky as long as you're comfortable with it yeah yeah I admit it's okay because if you think about it, like a lot of people say, be meek, be humble. But some of us aren't wired that way. Some of us perform better when we really feel it. You know what I mean? And we're not afraid to say it. Oh, yeah. You know? I, I'm so. so much more comfortable being confident than trying to shy away. Like, I just, that's not me, you know? <laughs> so uh, you kind of mentioned it before, but your first time playing dodgeball was in uh, uni in Winchester? Yeah, so um, I am not sporty, but my sister was like, oh, when you go to uni, you're going to have to join a team. You're going to have to join somewhere sporty if you want to fit in. And I was like, all right. Um, so I went to cheerleading. So I was like, yeah, I'm small. I can probably, you know, get thrown around a bit. Sounds good. Uh, and then I didn't get through. So I was like, oh, okay, uh, what other teams can I join? And I was like, again, I'm small. Let's try trampolining. And then that didn't work out for me. And it literally got to a point where I posted on like the Winchester Facebook page saying, oh, hi guys, I want to join a sports team. Um, are there any out there that will take me? And then this one guy was like, yeah, dodgeball. I was like, oh, okay. Oh, okay, that sounds fun. <laughs> and the rest so, uh, of history. So who's the guy? Is he still playing now? I don't, I don't think he's still playing now. He was playing the season before COVID. He's um, Josh Blackmore. He used to play on Wales. Um, used to play for Winchester as well, obviously. Played for Wessex at a time. Um, yeah, he was really good, but I think he's kind of, I think he's broken his body in so many ways that he's given up. <laughs> so how was your first session like with uh, Winchester? So I walked in and it was these like three absolutely stacked guys absolutely winging a cloth ball at a wall. And I was like, oh, (laughs) (laughs) and then I saw the girls on the other side and this woman, like she doesn't play anymore, but she like guided me over to the safe zone where the girls were. I was like, come here, sweet child. (laughs) Um, And then all the girls were just like so welcoming. And I was like, okay, I I can do this. Yeah, that sounds nice. And then I just realized how satisfying it was to like throw a ball at someone. <laughs> like, I remember once I had a really bad day at uni and I was like, oh, well, at least I get to go see my friends later. And then Kelly, who's still my best friend now, she was like, you know what? Go take your anger out on that wall. Go yeet a ball over there. And I was like, oh, okay. And damn, the power, the rage. It was like, yeah. it was like going through like dodgeball puberty. It was great. um yeah uh, i could definitely agree uh (laughs) though in some ways i would say some of us still are going through that because after a bad day and i know several of us have had a few of those Mm. me including um nothing feels better than to just go ham against a wall at least until we get live targets you know what i mean oh yeah well the perks of like my team is like two of them i work with um they don't work on my team so i'm never really angry at them but it's also really quite satisfying to throw out someone you work with 
<laughs> something to hold over their head in the, yeah, you're in like, the office. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> Even though both of them are considerably better than myself. But still, <laughs> still <hurts. laughs> So uh, safe to assume once you got to the safe zone, uh, your first impression was pretty solid. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I've, ne- I've never seen a sport with as like, many welcoming people as dodgeball, you know? Like, you can walk into anywhere and any tournament and there's always someone like smiling at you as much as like on court they're like i'm gonna get you like <laughs> off court, they're like i'm gonna get you like you know <laughs> yeah very spot on um yeah i could honestly say and i've probably said it a few times too many but you know what i'm gonna say it again it is very much a welcoming environment uh along with the competitive scene i mean Literally, you can have friends from all over the world and share the same passion despite the living conditions that you have. It's literally the most universal language out there. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Like, you can have people in all sorts of countries, like, especially when you play international, you're just like, it opens a whole new world for you. Like, I wouldn't have met you otherwise, you know? <laughs> okay, now that you kind of opened the floodgates, what was your first impression of meeting me? Uh, I can't remember where I first met you. In Canic. Was it in Canic? When was it the t-shirt thing? Yeah. Because I remember looking at your profile picture and right, look, and I was like, right, you have no idea how tall this guy is. (laughs) No idea what he sounds like. So let's just hope that an American accent just like booms across the hall. (laughs) And I saw saw you and you were already laughing. And I was like, yeah, down. Yeah, down with this guy. He seems cool. He's already laughing. So, so you, you saw me laughing and you instantly thought American? That's what it was? It was an American laugh, okay? <laughs> Not that English people don't laugh, but, you know, it's an American laugh. And then I saw you play, because uh, I think you were playing for, was it Storm or Bees? Bees. No, I was playing for uh, Granite City. Okay, so neither of the two options above. Good. <laughs> unless um, someone looked like me on those teams which i don't think they do no <laughs> and i told you like absolutely yeet a ball and i was like yeah yeah this guy's got it yeah well i yeah. i mean it, yeah the early on i couldn't but later on during the day i was like yeah i got a handle on this <laughs> yeah i think i actually saw that develop i think i saw you first throw and i was like oh that fell out of his hand and then it was like an hour later in like your next game. And I was like, oh, okay, he got it. Okay, yeah, no, no, he got it now. Okay. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for being one of my biggest fans. Um, I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> did you happen to see my game against uh, MK? Oh, is that the one where you pulled a 5v1? Almost. And then the time. <laughs> it, it, was, it was 5v1 and then... Um, Oh, that was sick. Yeah, there was nothing you could do wrong in that game. That was insane. Like, there's not, like, MK are, they're a big team. Like, they they are quite tactically good together. And you just pulled them apart like a chicken strip. It was great. (laughs) Speaking of chicken strips, I got some in my fridge. I need to eat a food. (laughs) But, um. 12 a.m. where you are. That's, That's a lunchtime thing, okay? Well, yeah, I'm just, that's more of an after podcast recording kind of thing. Um, but yeah, no, it was, yeah, I probably said it a few times. It was a 5v1, and then it get to one-on-one, and then time. Because you guys have that out there. I forgot about it. 
in the moment. <laughs> in fairness, like a draw off of a 5v1 is insane, especially like a team like that where you've not like played them before. You don't know who to actually go for. You don't know their tactics so much. You just, yeah, it's insane. You should be proud of a draw, man. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, I actually do watch a lot of uh, British dodgeball, so I had an idea who they were. Um, but obviously facing it up front, I mean, it's different than what you see on camera sometimes. Oh, yeah. I never like watching games back afterwards because it's, it's a different game when you watch it back. You're like, oh, it's so obvious what their tactic is. But when you're in the moment, you're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you find yourself being one of those like uh, players that are like paralysis by analysis kind of thing where you just, if you think about it too much, you just don't move? You're more instinctive or more... Analytical. You know, it's a mixture of both. Like it, de- it depends. Like if I, if I'm coming up against a big team that I've played before, like say Bedford Eagles, big team, big team in the UK. Like they, like they're insane. If I think about it too much with them, then I go down the pot. But if if I'm just instinctive for them, I play so much better if I'm not in my own head. I just need to go and just think instinctive. But if I play against someone I've never played before, like if I, like the new team that came up like two weeks ago, um, Canterbury Crocodiles, amazing name, amazing kit. Um, like they were brand new. So I watched a couple of their games and you have to kind of think tactically with them because you don't know them. So it's like the opposite. You have, you have to overthink it because they could pull anything out of the bag. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I think it's a mixture. Yeah. Okay, I can see that. <laughs> so, um, we obviously covered when you started playing uh, at uni. Um, when was your first competitive tournament uh, for Wessex? Oh, for Wessex? Yeah. Uh, right, so it's when I graduated uni. So it must have been 20... 2017 or 2016 and I think it was an open and we brought quite a new team along so we had quite a few players like myself who had just graduated and we were like ah let's just go and see how we do and I don't think we did that well but we had like the best time like we it was like our first tournament as a unit like I think back then I was playing with quite a lot of the players from Storm so like Harry Bignall, uh, Meg White, they were on the team then and that was a great day that was yeah that was like the step up for me coming from uni and working in like a community team that was fun that was amazing and what about your competitive debut with uh scotland was it a euro was it the nec what was it that was a home nations as it was called then um that was 2016 so while I was still at uni might have been 2015 actually um I so the way I got like scouted for Scotland was um I literally went to a league tournament and Kelly was like oh look that's Frank that's that's Frank over there fun time Frank he's like the scouter for Scotland you should get him to watch you and I was like hi okay and then he watched me play a league and was like, yeah, yeah, we've got Scotland trials next weekend, but they're in Leicester, which is like an hour away from me. So I was like, all right, cool, cool. I went, went to trials and they were like, oh yeah, next weekend we're, we're playing Home Nations in Manchester. You want to play? I was like, this is the quickest turnaround I've ever seen in my <laughs> life. 
it's like girl I don't know what to say obviously I'm gonna say yes but I am there is there is solids in my trousers right now (laughs) and yeah that was in Manchester and it was terrifying but then you have to realize that you've played these people before just in a different unit like home nations is Ireland Scotland other teams Wales Wales that's the one England, <laughs> Northern Ireland. That's the one. Thank you for knowing the home nations. Um, I'm giving and, you a geography lesson on your own uh, continent. Yep. <laughs> Pretty I'm much. Geography at GCSE. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, was it called the home nations before it was called NEC? Yeah, it was home nations for, I think, a lot of okay. years. It was called NEC. I think it turned into NEC at like 2018 uh 18 or 17 17, but fairly fairly recently i i do recall yeah recently enough (laughs) and um yeah i think i actually played at the last home nations it was called home nations actually yeah um and that was insane like it was just a different kettle of fish it was just the atmosphere was absolutely insane the caliber of people was ridiculous because i played for just women's I, we didn't really do mixed at home nations then um and yeah that was so it's just me and my friend from uni they were like our debuts and we were like oh i hope you do well and she was like oh no i hope you do well <laughs> and, and and i mean you guys played the same people but in a different unit different stage obviously mm. um how did it feel play, uh putting that crest on for scotland Oh, that's, it's one of the proudest moments. Like, I think most of my proudest achievements in my life all come down to dodgeball. Like, it's just, it's another thing to say that you represent a country, like represent your country as well. And it's just, yeah, it's, it's an honor. It really is. Like when you see how many people maybe you beat to make the team as well, it makes it that much, like, cause you work towards it. Like, I've never worked harder for anything than, than wanting to make a Scotland team. I think you have that same you have that same team. honor every time you play. Yeah, absolutely. As soon as I put that Scotland shirt on, I'm just like, yeah, I made it. Let's go. Let's go do this <laughs> thing. <laughs> so that kind of got rid of one of my questions I wanted to ask later, but um oh. no, 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 no. I'll I'll <laughs> revise it for later, but I was gonna ask what your favorite kit was and you instantly just said Scotland. So I'll ask uh, later or actually no uh, favorite national kit not Scottish Oof. Um, <laughs> like is it are we talking like just like the nations in the UK are we talking international like what, what, and, what? like a- international spin the globe pick a kit second oh. to Scotland oh you yeah. know the Malaysian kit is quite tasty <laughs> the uh, Malaysian one Oh yeah, like because they've got their like kind of like their home and away kit as well, so like they never wear the same kit to both days, and that makes you feel really stinky when you come up with the same kit. Um, Why not just get multiple? Because some of us aren't rich enough. (laughs) Um, It's because I always trade all my jerseys. Like every time I like buy jerseys, I'm like, well, these are gonna last me like six months before I trade them again. yeah, I really like the Malaysian kit and um, Singapore's as well. Like their their red and orange one, like that. Yeah, 
just the Asian kits. They're always just so colorful. I love a colorful kit. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Malaysia does always rock a home and an away kit. Uh, yeah. The U.S. also has a, um, Canada has a, has a I, I, I like that. It's more professional I like that way. As well. I like that it's got like no sleeves. Like Wait, what? The, like the Canada one, the one I've got from Katie Morrison, it's got no sleeves and like the armpits are free and that's an experience that everyone should have at least once. uh okay Uh, i i didn't know that um you sent me could you send me a picture of that uh kit i think i know what you're talking about huh (laughs) i thought you meant just my armpits then i was like okay no 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 god no (laughs) uh we're talking about the kit itself because i think i know what you're talking about i just i want to be sure oh yeah i'll send that to you (laughs) like no we're not going there vicky (laughs) we cool we not that cool man i'm telling you right now that's just you try to put me on the spot on this isn't is not going to turn out well for you. I'll say that much right now. <laughs> not after how, I'm, how much I dealt with the past week. Nope. <laughs> and you thought you were going to be boring. No, we're making this live, man. <laughs> I have so many regrets already. <laughs> you have what? Regrets. Oh, let's talk about them. <laughs> well, firstly, I offered to show my armpits to a man. Um, <laughs> Hi, mom. She's not here. I just thought maybe she'll listen. She might hear this. Yeah, your mom's definitely going to hear this. <laughs> I, I, don't she, know. <laughs> I mean, I, I might not know her name, but this this podcast is global. She go on hear this. You got family in France. They're going to hear this, too. Oh, my oh. uncle. <laughs> 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 oh, <man. laughs> plenty of regrets, but plenty of fun while being had, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. All right. So, um, I know you say you didn't, you, you didn't not have a sports background growing up. You didn't play football, netball. Absolutely not. Like if anything, I either was the ball. Um, a what? <laughs> I was the ball. I'm so, I'm so tiny. Like a was the ball. I was the ball. Oh, you was the, Oh my God. It's the accent. Um, <laughs> um, um <laughs> Yeah, I I didn't even do like, so in English schools, once you hit like year 10, which is like middle school, I guess, you start picking your subjects that you're supposed to progress with. And they didn't let me take like physical education because I was so bad at sports. Like, uh, awful. I couldn't, I tried rounders, awful. Couldn't run. Uh, tried netball, too short. Uh, like, I couldn't do any sports. Like dodgeball is the only sport I've ever been competent at. So that, that kind of like, well, my next follow-up question would have been um, which sport you felt translated better for dodgeball for you, but you just went with dodgeball right off the bat. I mean, maybe throwing tennis balls for my dog. Like that was a really good, good transition yeah. into throwing things. <laughs> yeah. Tennis ball isn't going to translate to throwing cloth though. You might as well practice with the volleyball like I did. Yeah. Yeah, you know what, that's fair. And that's also why I can't throw foam. Like I tried going to foam and like it's a whole different throwing style. I can't do that. Is it the weight or the weight of the ball or is it the technique you don't have? Or what is it? What do you feel that's holding you back in foam? I feel like it's the technique because you throw, because you, you're kind of supposed to throw 
a foam ball, I guess, like you throw a softball or a rounders ball, but that goes against everything you learn at cloth. So like when I throw a ball in foam, like I throw a ball at cloth, that's not hit. That's not going anywhere near someone. No, that's that's dead to the weight. Uh, yes and no. Um, I'm assuming rounders is like your version of baseball. Yeah. Okay. Because I think I, I think I know what you're talking about. Um, kind of give you like a little insight. Obviously, I, I played foam a lot longer. Uh, picked up cloth. I want to say relatively quicker. And, and what I guess you guys have the biggest event of that year. Um. I feel like the technique you you use is only slightly modified. Like for me, like when I throw the cloth ball, I can't curve it like a foam ball. I can't pinch it because we can do that oh, here. Yeah. Um, but I can, once I have the grip and find my groove, it, it feels normal to me in the same way with the foam ball. And the way I would do that is I kind of like mimic it. Like I'm throwing a punch. Okay. Or throwing, huh? Okay, okay. I'm, I'm getting it so, now. Okay, so when you think about it, I don't know, you probably never take in, like, boxing or anything? Uh, No, not unless you count my dad teaching me how to punch. Okay. Um, well, I'm pretty sure he taught you some technique. I don't know <laughs> what his boxing prowess would be, but, you know, it's a classic moment where your dad, he lines up your punch, it, he lines up your fists with your eyes, tells you to turn your hips into it, tuck it, you know, tighten your core a bit. So kind of like if you think about it, let's say imagine me kind of like jabbing at your stomach. I'm yeah, going to yeah. I'm going to push you. And this is not me like going full force. It's me, you know, my mass versus my leverage versus you. I'm going to push you. Now, if you were to tighten your core like you're doing a sit up, that's going to offer some resistance. Yeah. So if you apply that when you throw a cloth ball more so, you'll get theoretically more distance more speed more power and then all you have to do is just get your reps in okay okay so think about that you know what when uh i didn't think i was going to come onto this podcast and learn something but you know what every day is a teaching moment i mean i don't know what's (laughs) i mean i don't know what it would what it sounds like but it's like if you learn something from me i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but i like to think i'm shaping the world in that sense yeah I'm okay with it. I'm going to take that to my next foam lesson, you know? When's your next foam uh, lesson? I want to say tomorrow. Oh, wow. So you're going to jump in right away with it. Yeah, so we, because every, I think it's like every six months or every three months, British Dodgeball have been trying to introduce foam to like the UK and doing like competitions. So like my club has no experience in foam. So we're like, oh, well, maybe we should you know, maybe we should bring foam in. So we've got a couple of people who play for like Team GB. Um, so we're hoping that they'll help us and teach us and stuff. So we well, get to get into <laughs> Yeah. Um, I, I think once you get the handle of it, you'll love the speed of the game. That's like, like the primary like difference. Because like with foam, I feel like it's a much more, it's much more about your individual skill. Like, I, one player still can't make a game, no, but it's all about your individual skill. Like, you can turn a game around, I guess, yeah. With with cloth, you can kind of benefit from your team members a lot more, but with foam, you really need to hone in on your individual skills. 
and just know how to like trap your body, I guess. Yes and no. Um, this is where I'm going to have to slightly disagree with that. Uh, with foam or just dodgeball in general, um, you always want to focus on your individual skill. Mm. Um, the one thing I learned, and this is actually uh, going to be kind of nerdy again. So outside of dodgeball, I love playing League of Legends, which I'm sure oh, a lot of the dodgeball community loves as well, um, which I found out fairly recently. And there's a phrase. <laughs> there, there's a way to there's a way to play the game um, that you can translate into dodgeball, and it doesn't matter what ball type, what ball, what rule set, whatever. But yeah, you want to focus on your individual skills, but you also want to put yourself in a position to either carry a team or be carried when someone on your team helps you. Don't be the reason you lose, but be re- the reason to supplement either A, the person carrying you, or B, the reason being carried. Don't be the anchor. Oh, I like it. So think of it that way. So like, okay, um, you could say there's more individual freedom in foam, Yeah. but I if you just apply the principles of teamwork and allowing yourself to be carried, playing yeah. safe rather, versus playing reckless when your teammate's doing well, now you're anchoring their progress, anchoring their moment. Right. You get me? So yeah. you always want to focus on your individual skill, Vicky. Yeah. So there's going to be moments, especially in foam, maybe even in cloth too, where you're going to be the lead catcher or the lead killer, but say the player opposite of you is throwing invalid throws, catches, getting hit, being vulnerable. That's hindering what you're doing. Yeah. Or you'll be the carry or you'll be carried and you'll and you'll win. Huh. But ultimately you still want to work on your individual skills. Yeah, absolutely. So drop okay. knowledge on this thing, fam. Yeah. Hey, life lessons learned. Y'all, y'all thought I was just gonna interview? Nah, I teach too. <laughs> well, we be learning up in here. What's up? You're gonna learn today. You gonna learn today? Yeah. <laughs> like Kevin Hart say, you gonna learn today? <laughs> yeah, you, you, you do the American accent. I'll I'll stick to the Queen. Stick to the Queen? What do you mean, stick to the Queen? Like the Queen's accent, you know. Is that, you, is that what the English accent is called? It's called the Queen's accent? The Queen's English, yeah. I didn't know that. I just thought it was just called English. That's right. You're not the only one teaching today. <laughs> <laughs> so I have the most American of accents to you? Is that what it is? Uh, I don't know. There's so many different American accents. Like <laughs> You're not wrong. No. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of English accents. Like you, There's like scowls. There's like manchester proper northern um but like america you can like go to a different oh yeah you go to a different state and it's a different accent yeah you're not wrong yeah (laughs) all right so um next question um i have for you um it's going to be a two-parter so role models in dodgeball people you look up to players coaches anyone you want to shout out and why There's there's a few. Like for me, one of my main like role models is like my captain Kelly. Now she's been my captain since day one. So she's been my captain of Winchester. Now she's captain of Wessex. She's the captain of my life. Like she (laughs) 
she's helped me personally as well as like in sports as well like I lived with her for a bit um she just helps me whenever I need it but even just in like dodgeball she just is insane like she's always coached me like she'll be like Vicky you're being dumb like why aren't you doing this and like oh oh yeah okay I'll do that now thanks mom um (laughs) and she's so encouraging like she'll tell you when you're being a dumbass um she'll also like really really pick you up when you're having a bad game like since coming back to dodgeball post-covid um I've just felt really like down in my game because like a lot of us we've come back after not really exercising and we're like why aren't we good at this sport anymore but she's literally been there like nah you've still got it you're good you still got it and I'm like okay yeah I do yeah I do thanks (laughs) so yeah she's definitely like one of my major major what's her last name Kelly Bowen okay she plays for well she did play for Wales for a number of years and she was part of the team that beat England for the first time at Euros was Uh, that wait was it Euros or World Cup in Manchester her time was Euros okay that was Euros in Belfast I think it was 2016 um and now she plays for Team GB as well oh nice yeah she she's insane (laughs) <laughs> like i love so, her so she's your dodgeball role model do you have any others um like there's a few for like different reasons so like for like spirit of the game i'd probably say someone who hasn't been playing the game as long as me but she's my one of my role models just because her attitude to the game and the way she wants it almost like has sparked me back to like when I was first doing dodgeball and when I first started thinking, yeah, this is great, is um, Immy, Immy Sharp. Oh, she's a youthful prodigy. She is the youthful prodigy. She is baby Yoda. Like she, honestly, like, <laughs> and she's come out of COVID and she's the opposite, man. She has been gaining while she has gained some arm power. But she like every time I watch her play, I'm like, yeah, I used to have that enthusiasm. Like I still am very enthusiastic for the sport, but nothing on Emmy. Like she's just like re-sparked the fire. Yeah, she's a dog, man. <laughs> oh yeah, she she's one to watch, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would just to kind of put it out there, uh she's this young uh for every for anyone who doesn't know her outside the UK, um, she's literally been practicing all last year um pretty much using her families as uh, her, her family as live targets yeah uh <laughs> so um she'll be she plays for or she would be playing for england right she's english yeah yeah she is um she's been on the england squad she's represented them a few times yeah yeah so she's going to help continue the lineage of strong women playing for england for sure so be on the lookout for her in the next couple of years She's been playing since she was 15. Like she played in the youth leagues. She, I think she's 17 now. She, yeah, she's a rocket. Yeah, 17, 18, somewhere around there. Yeah, not legal <laughs> to drink in the UK yet, I don't think. Otherwise, I'll I be thought like, at 16 it'll be legal. I mean, technically, you can have a pint at 16 with a with a meal, but you can't go out to a bar and drink until you're 18. So I let's say if I was 16, I can have, let's say, a burger and a beer, but I yeah. can't have the beer. Yeah. Cool. I'll just give someone else my burger. Got it. 
Um, yeah. <laughs> there we go. Modern problems require modern solutions. Uh, <laughs> um, so out, out of dodgeball, who, who is your role model? Mm, I mean, it's about to get deep up in here, you know? Like, I would say again, it's, it is Kelly because she's been like my best friend since my second year at uni. Um, like she's just, she's just got it. Like she, um, she's just a really strong woman. Like nothing really beats her down. Like she'll, she'll have a bad week. She'll start thinking about like, is this right for me? And then she'll be like, oh, hell yeah, it's right for me. I'm doing a great job. And she just picks herself up like every time she's just got it together. She's got an amazing can do attitude. And like, she's a teacher. And if I was a student, I'd want to be in her class. Because one, her lessons are dope. <laughs> and two, she's just got a passion. Like, you know, when you get taught by a teacher with passion, it changes your whole attitude towards learning. Pretty much. Yeah. And then <laughs> I don't really have anyone famous that I look up to. Like, I'm quite I'm quite boring. I like to be like real. I like to no, be able no. to I mean, it doesn't have to be celebrities. It could be literally the neighbor next door. It could be anyone who's impacted you to get you where you are now. Yeah, I'd definitely say like, like Kelly or like my mom as well. Like my mom's been through some tough times and she's still the sweet. Um, yeah, no. So she has the sweetest laugh then. Yeah. Like my mom would do anyone for, do anything for anyone. Uh, she would give you the clothes off her back if it meant you were warm, that kind of person. Like there's, there's not enough she can't do. I mean, she's awful at advice. Like, you'll go, Mom, I've had a really bad day. And she's like, eh, it's fine. And I'm like, Mom, that's not what I'm after. But she'll come <laughs> from a good place. Don't go to Pascal. Gotta love Mama Vic. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're going to get into, uh, do you have any pregame rituals before you play a tournament? In terms of like songs and stuff, like when I play internationally, I like to have like the same playlist. So there's this, I'm gonna try and find my playlist now. There's this one song that was playing at the NECs in Scotland. And every time I hear that song, I go to game mode. And it's just, it's my favorite song to like, absolutely get down to you don't know the name of it oh, i'm finding it I've... oh you're finding it we're, we're we're doing this you're finding it right now to give me the title <laughs> yeah it's um <laughs> glorious by macklemore oh sweet sweet well, um, i remember about... we walked into a hotel um day one of the necs in scotland and the austrians were playing it boombox loud in our hotel and I think that's one of the happiest, ha happiest I've ever been. It was just amazing. And now every time I hear that song, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is a good song. <laughs> what about like, do you have any like, like pregame rituals as far as like warm ups go or like a certain route you have to take to the gym or just anything superstitious? <laughs> no, but I feel like I'm never going to play well at dodgeball if I don't have Tesco's own brand, salt and vinegar twirls. Wait, Tesco's? yeah it's like a main supermarket here in the uk um they just do their own brand of crisps 
and I feel like I can't play a game if I don't eat those. <laughs> <laughs> so is it uh, Tesco's crisp? Yeah, it's salt and vinegar, and they're like twirls, so they're like twister shape. <laughs> I just can't play without them. Okay. Um, one, I do love salt and vinegar chips. Two, uh, I guess I know where to go to get them now. Uh, Tesco's. Yeah. <laughs> Not sponsored by the podcast. It's just free advertisement, I guess. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have like a set warm up or anything. I just want to chow down on my salt and vinegar twirls. <laughs> so you just get that and like 30 minutes later, hear Macklemore and then you're good? Yeah, that's basically me in a nutshell. Yeah. <laughs> Feed me, give me a song, and I'm good. All right. So um, <laughs> we're going to get to one of my favorite uh, set, my favorite segment in the whole thing. Um, the the crowdsource questions. So um, first off, I want to touch on uh, what Katie uh, put and Katie was my last guest. And to kind of give a little uh, backstory, I misread a question Vicky posted in the last episode. Uh, Vicky had asked previously or in, in the last episode, what's your favorite item and why is it my jacket? But the way I read it, cause you know, I'm, sometimes dyslexic um what's in the jacket so katie decided to play off of that and ask you what's in her coat (laughs) yeah and honestly that panicked me i thought i left like my bank card in there i thought (laughs) i left like my passport in there i was like what has katie got on me and then i listened to it and i was like oh this was a great misunderstanding that's fine (laughs) (laughs) so i just i just wanted to start this off with a laugh because uh i definitely went crazy with this one um (laughs) you started checking your wessex t-shirt like is there anything in here like have i got a pocket have i got a bank card in here like i mean i i was checking for anything like a a passport or something (laughs) you know something that can get me over there kind of thing just anything (laughs) and no there's no there's no pockets in the wessex uh jersey people sorry I didn't get but the shorts either. There is pockets in the shorts, which is massively underrated because nothing makes you look more confident than having your hands in your pockets as your last man in. <laughs> it's also how yeah. you look. That's in a whole other story. <laughs> oh, no. Let's get to that. I mean, I've never done it, but can you just imagine, like, take your 5v1, right? There are okay. five big hunky players there, and you are just sat there with your hands in your pockets and you're just like yeah come at me and then what you do is you you take the pockets and you pull them through the shorts so they're kind of inside out and you catch using the pocket material now that's 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 some kind of material that's some kind of badass material yeah um okay i'll, I'll do that next time uh for sure i'm sure i'll make a, a cloth catch out there because i was struggling with that um so you know what i'm gonna save this one question for last let's go to hannah the hannah question um what are you grateful for today Uh, i'm grateful for coffee um i didn't sleep very well and then i found some caramel coffee sachets on my desk and that really got me going today (laughs) are you grateful for coffee yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so um you wanted to get into the comments a little bit 
So Hannah says that is the best question. And me and her kind of have this inside joke from uh, season four when I interviewed her. You spelled curveball wrong because that was a (laughs) curve. That was a curveball question she threw at me. Um, I was not ready for, but I answered. So (laughs) and next question in the past interviews, you called out Hannah Catterall. And I want to know who do you think would win in a 1v1? <laughs> she had the best answer to this because, like, <laughs> Hannah doesn't have a vicious bone in her body. So she's Not like, at she's all. Like, so she's like, oh no, I, what if we like draw, you know? So then everyone wins. And you know, deep down in her head, she's thinking, yeah, I can take her. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Like on the outside, she's like, no, no, it's fine. Everyone wins. And in her head, she's like, no, I'm better than her. It's fine. <laughs> it's an Irish I, moxie, man. <laughs> I've not really seen her play much because I don't get to see a lot of the Ireland games. I genuinely don't know who would win. Like, I, I want to say me, but at the same time, if she has more speed, like genuinely, if she has more stamina than me, she could take me easily. Like something I struggle with on one-to-ones is that, I burn out quite easily. Like I'll really go for it. I'll go for it. I'll go for it. And if I don't get her out in like the first, if I don't take the first three sets, she's got me, man. Well, this is how I think it plays out in my head. And this is based on like how we do one-on-ones here. Um, so the way we do one-on-ones here, we call them showdowns. So nice. I'm probably uh, misrepresenting the dimensions, but they're like six feet wide, but about 20 feet long. So you have a long lane ahead of you. Woofed. Okay. <laughs> right? So the way I see this playing out, you guys are both solid catchers. It's about who gets the first hit. I think that's it, yeah. It, who, who gets the first hit? Because, like, both of you guys can catch men, women, regardless, whoever. But one of you guys, both of you guys are what I call snowballers. Once you get that first hit in, it's easier to get the second. Then it's yeah. easier to get the third. So it all it comes down to now who makes the first catch, who makes the first hit. I think that's it, yeah, and that describes a lot of like my my one to ones. It it depends on who who gets that first, because we do that drill at um, Wessex as well, where we say uh, first to ten points, a catch is two points, a hit is one, and you just got to go till someone gets ten. And it's always it's always who builds that momentum first, who normally wins. Because once you got momentum, I don't know about Hannah, but yeah, there's there's no stopping most most players, including me. Yeah. Yeah, that's spot on. <laughs> um, all right, my next question in in Elisa's interview, she uh, called out all the all the guests. Any guests I would have coming going forward, she called them out one on one. I thought so it was funny. She is. <laughs> huh? That just shows you how aggressive she is. <laughs> oh, you don't know? She has a hint of violence to her. Oh. <laughs> her so, <laughs> so, who do you think would win in a 1v1 between you and Elisa and why? <laughs> it would be game face versus game face. Like, we both have very aggressive game faces. You like, think? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I'm one-on-one with... I think I've had a one-on-one with Elisa, like, because she plays for Nighthawks um, pre-COVID, RIP. Um, we, mm-hmm. 
played against each other and both of our teams were like fighting for top spot. I think we both, I think maybe they lost one match in the season and we were undefeated so far, but then we were facing them and we were like, oh man, this is going to be our toughest game. And I think, I think it came down to a two on one versus Elisa. And like, she was, it was basically like, don't let her catch you out basically. Pretty much. Yeah. I think she'd have me down on that. She's a lot more willing to throw herself around on the court than I am. Yeah. Um, I would have to, I would have to give her the edge on that just because. Um, yeah, I think she's I just aggressive, edge. man. Like, yeah, I n- like no disrespect to you. I think you could catch anyone really, but like she's aggressive, bro. Yeah, I think <laughs> have me beat on aggressiveness, and that's not something I've often said in my life. There's very few people I can say that about, and yeah, I would, I would have yeah. to agree. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like I, I said, yeah. both of you guys are like you know, dogs I like to have on my side. You know what I mean? So it's something I got to respect about both of you guys there. Yeah, um, I'd like everyone versus her. I reckon next um, dodgeball league, if there's like a space, I might say like, do you want to go 1v1 first to five points? Let's get this down. <laughs> oh, I would love I would love to see that. I would love to go one-on-one against a few players out there, actually, but that's beside the point. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so... All right, let, let me, let's just stick with the fun one. Uh, I'll save that. You know the one question I'm talking about. We'll save that one for last. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Who is responsible for the memes by Wessex Wolves? <laughs> I'm so glad you appreciate them. They are not me. <laughs> um, they are Sarah Corrigan, who has once played for Republic of Ireland. Um, she is the meme queen behind Wessex Wolves. And she has been keeping me entertained since uh, lockdown. Pretty much. Um, yeah, for sure. So I have a theory that I want to share with you. Okay. Okay. You can confirm the dot or deny. It doesn't matter. Or you okay. can agree. So, and I'm going to kind of shout them out here. Um, are you familiar with the Instagram handle Bant Dodgeball? Maybe. That sounded Maybe. like a Yes. Maybe I am, maybe I'm not. Yes, I am aware of uh, Bant Dodgeball. Okay, so I have a theory that it's three people behind the handle and um, the one who, uh, what's her name again? I'm sorry. Sarah Corrigan. Yeah. Corrigan? Yeah. I have a theory she's one of the three that's maintaining that handle. I will not be confirming or denying, but I can confirm <laughs> it's more than one person behind the face of the band dodgeball. You, so you, you confirm that it's one? I confirm that it's more than one person. More than one? Yeah. But by confirming there's more than one in your denial there, with the slight hesitation, that kind of tells me I'm in the right direction. That's what you think. That's you what can't. I know. You see, if you were going to deny it outright, you deny it outright but there was a slight hesitation before you denied it. But maybe I want you to think it's them, but it deters from the real face. <laughs> yeah, I can't I'm really good at reading language, as you can tell, right? <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not going to... I'm telling you right now, I could pick up on subtle cues. I'm on the right track. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you for confirming. I, anymore. Um, I want to get my lawyer. 
Hey, you need to get a lawyer for her. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably outsmart your lawyer too. And I don't even know British laws like that. <laughs> yeah, I don't have a lawyer. I don't have one. We we don't have one. Um, I don't know how the jury uh, judge uh, court system works out there. So just I'm gonna just stay over here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So this is the one question I wanted to say for last, and I hope you're ready for it because you've had some time to think about it. Oh okay. So here's the rules. I want you to pick six men, six women. You can throw yourself in the mix if you want. Okay. M- make a team of the spicy players spiciest players you can think of and i don't want to and just to clarify for anyone uh spicy is it's like a slang they use out there we call it how do we how how we how would we in the states call spicy edgy okay so players that may or may not get carded that's not necessarily the criteria but players who you know they're just they're going to be tough to deal with maybe they have a little attitude maybe they have a little edge but they're tough to deal with on the court oh god there's so many spice in the uk there's so much spice i know oh okay okay and i'm not allowed subs right i'm not allowed like a super sub or retrievers we're not doing any of that you can have subs i mean Okay, I'll give you one sub. For, so, so seven men and seven women. Okay. The okay, ball retrievers can't be can't be spicy. They're ball retrievers. What are you what are you, you going to be spicy about? Before you know, just retrieve the ball, get it on with your life. I mean, I've met a spicy ball retriever. He was part of Wessex Wolves. He ran to the middle line and faked at the other ball retriever, so he didn't pick up the ball and got carded. Now that's a spicy ball retriever. That's spicy, but if he would have did that to me, I'd have put him in a guillotine choke. That's over. <laughs> <laughs> it was the worst thing I've ever seen. I was like, I mean, why did you do that? <laughs> I, I mean, I'll put it to you this way. You want to test my gangster, we can see how far it goes. But <laughs> but no, we're we're leaving ball retrievers out. Let's, let's get to six <sighs> okay. players on the court and one to rotate off. Okay, so I'm going to start with women's. Ooh, okay. Well, right off the bat, huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, like, think while I speak at the same time. That's the first. So, for me, a spicy or edgy would probably be, like, Lisa McMaster. Just because, like, you don't know what she's going to do. Like, no, she, you don't. She might throw at you. She might fake. She might drop it in cat. She might slide to the other side of the court. You don't know where that girl's at. Nope. Um, And then... I mean, another Scotland girl I'm going to throw into the mix is uh, Amanda King, the myth, the legend. The, um, the legend. <laughs> she's also spicy for the same reasons, because she'll just charge at you, and you don't know if she's actually going to release or if she's just taunting you. Like, I've never seen a woman who can grip a cloth ball like her. Like, she will just yeet that at you, and you don't know if it's actually fell out of her hand or not. <laughs> okay. I think that's my, that's 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 my two spicy players. Oh God, there's so much spice. There's so much spice on the spice rack. I know, right? Um, if I can help, I think Elise has got to be on there because. Oh, she's gritty. Yeah, she's gritty. Yeah, of course. 
Yeah, she for, is. For all the, you know, just to clarify, this is for all the right reasons. Oh, yeah, she's the Caroline Reaper of this Spice Squad. <laughs> like, I loved in her interview that she was like, don't argue with the ref. Because I think at one point, both me and her argued with the ref in our game. <laughs> and I always say to like other people, like, don't argue with the ref. But I am the biggest culprit of arguing with the ref. <laughs> like, I resonate deeply with her. Um, and then I'm going to put my gal Kelly Bowen on that team. Just because I find she's quite spicy on the court. Because she might be in active mode. She might be in defensive mode. You won't know. Right. Hmm. Who else? I'm going to throw in a Malaysian for some added spice. Go for it. Angel Carmen. She was one of the players that I could not stop watching at the World Cup in the Malaysian games. She was such a solid mixed player. Like, I think the guys were scared of throwing at her more than they were scared of throwing at the guys. Because she was just so solid and spicy. <laughs> and it, it doesn't hurt that she's the nicest, the nicest woman I've ever met in my life as well. I mean, I've met a lot of nice girls. Plenty. Yeah. With a, a hint of spice. With a hint of spicy. Um... Okay, so how many have you got? I've got four. Okay, I've got. That's four. That's four. You got three more for women's. Oofed. Okay. Oofed. <laughs> we getting real on this, just for the record. Oh yeah, yeah. Like I'd actually quite like to see this team play together. You know. Oh yeah. Um, I'm gonna chuck in some Irish flair. Okay. I'm gonna get the Shannon Smith. <laughs> yeah. Because she's definitely got a hint of spice. Like to the point where we once walked up to each other and shook hands saying like, sorry about my game face. Sorry about my game face. We both said the same thing. Okay, um, you can't you can't be spicy and apologize. That's just... No. Yeah, who spice? <laughs> who does and that? Or milk, maybe. <laughs> we just like to make sure that we know that it's an attitude, but I've got no problem with you. Oh, that's fair. Want to win? Okay. Um, yeah, she's she's unreal as well, and I think she's just like constantly injured, but still plays better than yeah, like most dudes healed. Like <laughs> yeah, she four torn ACLs, ankle injuries. Um, I mean, yeah, but she, she's gritty though. Like <laughs> what's up? Who hasn't got an ankle injury? You know? Yeah, I mean, but four, three or four torn ACLs though. Oh yeah, that's a whole nother level. That's a whole like, nother level, crutches. though. She'll come in crutches and then, like throw them to the side and be like, "Now nah, you need me." Okay. <laughs> okay, that's All five. Right. You got two more for women. Real. And again, real. I mean, if you have a problem, I, I I can name one that you probably haven't thought of, but only if you absolutely need it. I might keep him as my sub. Give me. Well, you want to keep him as a sub? Yeah, who who is it? Who is it? I want to judge who's, him. Who's who's a spite? Who's an, another spicy woman to add to your team? Yeah. Okay, so you got one more to add, and then I'll put that sub in. Okay. okay. Go for it. Hmm. 
I'm going to go for Cat Horan. <laughs> okay. Why her? Because one, she has a game face that sometimes looks like a T-Rex. Um, and I will show you the photo I mean, and Cat will know which photo I mean if she's listening. Oh, she's listening. Oh, Cat will <laughs> she know. She will be. She'll know this photo. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, show me the photo. That <laughs> she's a wild card as well. Like she, yeah, she's an absolute wild card. She can play any position. She can be last man in. Like she played for Meteor's Men a few times, and I've seen her win a set. Let nothing cry spicier than making grown men cry. Facts. Now give me your thumb. Get, get, all right, so the one woman I have that you haven't listed. Um, hold on. I'm trying to... I, I remember... Okay, so she plays on Nottingham Sheriff's jersey number 16. Oh, is that April? No. No, it's not. It's not O'Brien. Um, I'm just. She's a, Seahawk, she's a Seahawks fan. Um, Charlotte. Charlotte Birch. Oh, I love Charlotte. <laughs> I He's saw her. The get, queen of I, injuries. <laughs> <laughs> wow. No, I didn't mean it like that. But no. Um, there was a few moments in Canic where I saw the sheriffs play. And, um, yeah, I, I don't want to say she was testy, but she was definitely spicy. Oh, she's spicy. So I, she, I, would, I would put her as a sub. Oh, yeah. You know what? That's such an amazing shout. I, I love that girl. We, we have had some deep talks together. We've had a night out together as well where we've both ended up in the toilet crying because that's when you know a true women's friendship is if they've been in the toilet crying together. Um. <laughs> Yeah, so you would agree. You would agree with her on that. On the, oh, on the sub? even though I've seen her in a cast more times than I've seen her on a court, but yeah. But when she's been on the court, she's been she's fiery. been worthy. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. So let's go with the men's because we got a little a little bit into the women. So add seven spicy men, and or actually, you know what? If you don't name this person, I'll throw this person in as a sub just to help you out. You know what? Yeah, you get my super sub. Okay. If you don't name them first, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go for Dan Ryan because you can't you can't say spice without Dan Ryan. <laughs> like he used to wear a lot of face paint when he used to play for what was then. I think they've recently rebranded Leicester Minotaurs. Oh God. And um. <laughs> His face paint was scary, but he has the most beautiful eyes. Um, and I'm surprised he's not been carded more than he has. But um, just because he pushes the limits of like dodgeball, you know, like he does test a ref decision, not in the fact that he's like a, a nasty player, but it's like, ooh, what happens now? Like he'll like throw himself off court to get a catch and you're like, Oh, was that secure when he was in the air? Does it need to be secure in land? Like he pushes the rules. <laughs> and I have never felt safer in a Scotland match than when I'm stood in between him and Johnny Day. The two lankiest players on Scotland. <laughs> never felt more safe in my life. <laughs> All right. 
So who's the next one? Be solid. I think my next one would be Brett Koenig because you, you can't have spice that Brett as well. And again, right. he's one of those players that he pushes the rules as well. You're like, ooh, ooh, what was that move? Um, and he's just so like, he's so tactically aware as well. Like he's played the game so long and yeah, he's, he's yeah, he's a solid. Um, hmm. A lot of men out there. Yeah, we're we're a testy bunch. <laughs> and I'm gonna shout out to one of our guys on Wessex, just because I think they're a bit spice. Uh, Mark Gillingham. I don't know yeah, what, what's about him that makes him spicy. Do you know what? It's guys. He's one of those guys that can play any sport and be good. Like I have done axe throwing with this guy, and he's been great. I have done rounders with this guy and he's been great. And he's one of the best men on like Wessex by far, just cause he'll pluck anything. Like you could say to Mark, I want to get that person out. Two minutes later, that person's out because of Mark. <laughs> like, he's, okay. he's, he's a new level of spice. Hmm, I guess uh, who's uh, so we had what, three? No. Yeah. yeah Dan. Brett. That's three. That's three. That's three. Okay, so fourth. Who's your fourth? We're getting deep in here now. I'm, I'm trying to branch out to other nations. I'm thinking I went Malaysian with the women's. Do I go Malaysians with the men? Oh, go any which way you want. The world is my oyster. Um, I'd probably say Scotty Whitelaw as well. Um, One of my favorites. The man's insane. Like, I remember watching this one game and I was on the sidelines because it was a men's game for Scotland. I think it was Euros in Scotland, um, which he ran as well, which was ridiculous. He ran it, he played in it, he, he did everything for that competition. Um, and he took down a whole team of Swedish men. And he didn't stop to breathe. Like, <laughs> yeah, he's definitely spicy. And he's a good guy as well, which always helps, you know? Yeah. Um, okay, I've got a very tall team. I'm going to need Sounds someone good. to vote. I mean, everyone's tall relative to you, though. Yeah, in fairness, you're not wrong. <laughs> I'm, I look like an NBA player sitting next to you. And that is why people gravitate towards me. It's to make them feel tall. And that's not fair. You gravitated towards me. Okay, I gravitate towards you. You can have that. <laughs> like, we would have a very good team. Like Hannah said, of people that are five foot three, which I also think is generous because I'm five foot on the dot. Um, I am very small. <laughs> You're not wrong. I mean, when you try to wave me down, I literally couldn't see you. I think I had to jump at one point. Yeah. Yeah. No, who was... I remember when we... I was talking to... Simon Jones and he brought me to he was like I think Vicky's trying to grab your attention and I'm <laughs> I'm literally looking in a crowded gym in a gym I've never been in in a nation I have never been in looking for someone whose faces I know but I cannot see and it's and I see what looks like a dot 20 feet away jumping waving a shirt that I bought a year prior 
I mean, yeah, that's the facts of our first encounter. Pretty much. All right. So we're at what? Four? Four. Yeah. So you got two more and then I'll name my super sub. Okay. Okay. Um, see, there are a lot of good players, but I'm not sure they have the level of spice I'm looking for. Like there's like Straubs. He's like a really good all-round player, but I'm not sure he's spicy enough for this team. Um, I'll probably say... This is hard, man. This is hard. What's the... I only know him as Smurf. Uh, Blaine Murphy? I'm sure there's another one. I'm sure there's another Smurf on the island team because I know Blaine quite well. And I'm not saying he's not spicy, but he's not the spice I'm thinking of. Oh, is there another Blaine on the t- island team? No. This is where I'm like trying to get my Google out. Like, I'm thinking like, who's, who's my Smurf? Jeez, it's going to be a long segment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, two hours later. Um, okay, like I'm going to skip him then. He's not spicy enough for me to... I can pick him out in a lineup, but I don't. I have an awful. What team does he play for? Club, club. Uh, Bally Hackamore. Oh, who's that really spicy guy on Ireland? Adam. Adam something. Adam Hill. Yes. There yeah. we go. Oh yeah, he's going to be a level of spice on that team. <laughs> All right, who's your last one before I pick mine? Hmm. 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 <laughs> it's just me like viciously i think i'm gonna go for ryan neal he plays on meteors and he played for England. wales and uh, oh no, yeah he wales. played for, he played for wales in uh manchester yeah he's now um migrated over to england oh okay um yes i would pick him and i'm not just saying that because he's on the average man height scale <laughs> he's also just yeah he's great no matter where you put him on the court as well and i think he does push the limits as well which i think is always quite spicy uh, for sure well i mean average height is still tall enough to overlook you in some ways yeah <laughs> a little That's playful job there yeah don't have to be a certain height in dodgeball you can be short and be fierce you can be tall and be fierce it's great and, and you're definitely definition of that which is why i love you very much vicky Thank you. What happened? I needed the validation. Thank you. Uh, you. You're definitely getting it with this episode. I can tell you that much. All right. So, are you are you prepared for my uh, super sub? I'm so ready. The, the super sub is um, me. Uh, <laughs> Didn't think I would... of any Americans. Oh my god! I could make an American spice team. No, that you could leave that up to me. But um, <laughs> no, um, yeah, I, I, I've said it in a few. I said it in a few interviews. Like, I'm, I'm definitely, and I'm sure you saw me in Canik. Like, I'm a good sport. I'm competitive. I'm fierce. I mean, I have a. I, some would say I'm a twisted pregame ritual. Um, <laughs> I don't know if you heard my interview or not, but uh, if you want, I can share it with you. Please do. So my pregame ritual, um, I watch a lot of like soldier uh, speeches. Oh, so there's that's a new level of motivation. Yeah. So, um, so like a, uh, one of my favorite uh, speeches is called the John Glenn speech. Yeah. And 
Yeah. So I don't know if you heard that speech yet. I don't know if it's really shown out there, but it, it's really violent. It's a really violent speech, but it was given to a group of Marines and a group of uh, Royal Marines because it was a co uh, joint effort in yeah. the Battle of Marja back in 2004, which was the bloodiest campaign in the Iraqi uh, operation mm-hmm. at the time. So I'll, I'll share with you the John Glenn speech because I cannot, I mean, with all the cussing in it, I have to censor that as is. Um, <laughs> but I'll share it with you and, you, and you'll you'll see what I mean. Um, one, and also I like to watch uh, drone strike videos. So oh. one thing, so here's the thing. One thing about me is I'm very nice. I'm very cool. I like to think very chill, maybe awkward to some. Very chill, yeah. Uh, I don't like seeing innocent people get hurt. There's a there's a certain place in my heart where that just never there's no room for, you know. There's something about terrorists, um, regardless where they're from, that if they ever instill fear in women and children, is not a redeeming factor. But yeah. what is a redeeming quality is the fact that we have technology now to blow them up. And I watch a bunch of drone strike videos to war- to warm up for dodgeball. I'm going to war. (laughs) But yeah, I see the logic behind it. I'm going to war. Like, but there's also like, like for me, like growing up the way I did, you know, you can sit here and say, okay, gang members, they could be reformed. Drug dealers, they could be reformed. Anyone who messes with women and kids, I don't care if you're from this country or another. I don't see that as something you could reform from. Yeah. So for me, like my level of spice comes from my motivation. My level of spice comes from the fact that, especially when I play mix for my team, because I'm the captain, um, giving my giving the women on my team an opportunity to do more damage that, at times that I can do. Mm. And as a man, as captain, as a teammate, if you attack any of the women on my team or anyone in front of me, you're going to find out real quick how good I am on the ground. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> so my level of spice comes from something maybe twisted maybe endearing but that's why i throw myself on the list yeah yeah i like it i'm really sad <laughs> if you think of any like americans now because obviously yourself would be on there like a uh, nate creek i think his son is Creek. crater yeah <laughs> crater yeah <laughs> he, he would be on there for sure <laughs> oh yeah he's i met him in germany and i love him with all of my heart like there is a special uh, place in my heart for nate he he is a dog, man. I love that man. He's a talented, talented clothing designer. Shout out, Nate. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. So if you've heard this interview up until this point, you can obviously tell me and Vicky have had a lot of fun. And we can easily talk for another hour, if so. But I know um, I got to hit Vicky in the gut with this. So in season five, I've been asking every guest the legacy question. So for you, Vicky Barclay of Wessex Wolves and Scotland Highlanders, how would you like to be remembered once you play your final game? Oof. Um, spicy. Um, I don't know. Like, I think if I, I, everyone wants to be remembered, right? Like anyone wants to be remembered as like a player who was good. But like, I just, I just kind of want to be remembered as like someone people liked to play against, you know, like, oh yeah, I liked playing against Vicky. She was fun. Like, I just want to be kind of remembered 
Like that would be quite nice. Um, because I'm not anything like I'm not really a coach. Like I won't coach people. I'd like to say that I like to cheer people on, and I always shout, "That's my mate." <laughs> um, to cheer people on. So if I'm going to be remembered for anything, I guess yeah, it's going to be. I was hopefully fun to play against, and uh, that's my mate. Um, so a couple things there. Uh, one, I'm sure people will say that they love playing against you. Um, I can say I've watched a few Wessex, uh, matchups after we met and I can say, I love watching you play. It was a real honor to hear that you actually watched that 5v1. Um, so I like to think in some way you said that to me prior to us meeting, (laughs) (laughs) so um but i also don't want you to sell yourself short um i wanted to reach out to you for a long time because i'm a fan of dodgeball as a whole and i love watching dodgeball uh, especially in the uk especially at 4 or 5 a.m when my neighbors probably hate me um (laughs) (laughs) uh, because time difference um but you were one of the one of the players that stood out to me right away. Um, I, lo- I loved how you describe how you put on the Scottish kit and how it's an honor every time. And it's an honor to, to talk to a really close friend. And I want to say that personally from the bottom of my heart, um, I'm not only one of your biggest fans, one of your biggest friends, whatever tallest relative to you, I guess. Um, yeah. But you're, you're a dog, man. Let's get round, get 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 to it. You're a dog. You're fearless. You you'll get gritty in the trenches. You might not throw your body around, but you're not afraid of the moment. You'll you'll be in the huddle ready to throw at someone. You'll snipe at someone. I've seen it. Um, mm. You've caught a lot of solid arms and made men cry for sure. <laughs> so that's a bon- <laughs> that's a bonus. Um, but like I've said before to a few other guests, like. I love to have my dogs by my side. So if we do ever, if I do ever guest for Wessex, that'll definitely be a great honor to have. Oh yeah. You can call that shit anytime, my friend. (laughs) So I want to say from the bottom of my heart, from a player who wears a number one to a player to wear number two, you're one of the few people I know that, you know, you got a special place in my heart. Oh, thanks, man. I hope that your legacy is cemented with me. Thank you. Maybe if I can come to the U.S., I can play on your team as well. It'd be a oh, for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely uh, it, we'll get you a little acclimated to rubber in that case. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> a ball retriever is fine, or if you have ball retrievers in that game, I don't know. I mean, we can. It's not an official position. But, um, would, yeah, you know. definitely come through if you can, and if I'm ever in Southampton, I'll definitely guess for well, uh, Wessex and um, show you guys how to really fling that foam thing. Please do. <laughs> it would be an honor, sir. All right. Um, so right before we wrap up, do you have any shout-outs you'd like to give? Um, I mean, it's just a shout-out to my team if they're listening. Uh, up the Wolves. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Um, <laughs> they're gonna hate that I did that. <laughs> I can and, cut uh, it in post if you want. 
nice you know what ah. it happens. everything happens for a reason you know um <laughs> and just like shout out to anyone who has come back off covid and feels like their game or is, is about to come back from covid and feels like their game might not be the same trust me it comes back like riding a bike if not better than ever like shout out to anyone who's feeling a bit low after after covid and wants to get back to dodgeball your time will come my friend and it will be glorious <laughs> that is an epic so, sound off so good getting back to dodgeball <laughs> that is an epic sound off vicky <laughs> <laughs> i couldn't have couldn't have said it better myself all right so okay and now it's my interview with vicky barkley vicky thank you so much for hopping on and pretty much just having fun um now it's definitely one of the most fun interviews i've had in a long time and uh yeah it's safe to assume anyone who knows her knows or knows of us and how close we are that interview pretty much uh, highlighted that more than anything um next week i won't be able to have an interview due to work yay adulting said no one ever but the following week i will be you know coming back full force uh with interviews um and more content <laughs> uh as you can tell i'm definitely having fun with this and just being a little more loose than i guess i would normally be but um all that to share uh, stories in their full uh, honesty and and deliver great content. Um, if you listen to me, if, if you've listened up until this point, thanks so much. Have a wonderful day.